everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but Foodie married Beast anyway, and together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. You're just mean. I am. I am. Uh, before we get started, I want to do a shout-out to our friend Paul Rigg, our new brother from mm-hmm. Ireland who's listening with our old friend Anna. She's not uh, old. Don't say no, that. No, she's not that old. She's, she's, so she's a babe. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> so we got a great show today. Um, Ashok Bajaj, who's founder and CEO of Knightsbridge Restaurant Group, which is Rasika and Rasika West End and the Oval Room and Bibiana and, uh, and, and like, I don't even know how many more. He's in. He well, is, if you read the information, you well, I, we, we're doing an intro. I'll get okay. into that. Okay. Give me a break and be quiet, <laughs> first of all. Uh, but Ashok is the recipient uh, of this year's the 2017 Duke Zebert Award from the Restaurant Association Metropolitan Washington, and that is a major award named for a major guy. We'll talk about that. And in from, uh, actually, Clyde, Dave, you're managing director at Clyde's, right? I am. All right. Dave Moran is in. But he's in really representing R.A.M.W. to say nice things about Ashok because, <laughs> I mean, so, let's face it, somebody has to. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. And have you heard about Dot Spot yet? Well, if you haven't, I heard you're she was having it looked at. Is that, <laughs> no? Dot Spot is going to be the go-to Southern breakfast pop-up happening in D.C. in June. I'm not going to spill all the details yet, but we do have uh, J.P. Sabate and Drew Porterfeld in who are going to give us the 411. Looking spiffy, by the way. Yeah, they do. All of them. Okay. All right. Are we do- am I doing lamb jam? You can. Lamb jam is back. Yeah. June 5th at Eastern Market. If you don't know it, it's a... It's How a, could it's, you not know it's it? It's all lamb all the time. Well, you could not You're know not gonna it. You're not going to do lamb like the way you should do it. Lamb jam. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that how I should do it? Yes. All right, but Matt Lavier is back. Do that. Matt is from the Urban Butcher, and we've known Matt since he was almost in diapers, starting out as a butcher. Um, uh, now Urban he's Butcher. Engaged. Now he's Aww. but now he's a, a huge award winner. Yes. Are you engaged? Yes. Yay. Oh, you, oh, oh, you finally got the ring. Okay. Yeah, I noticed the bruises on his face, but um, that so, is so sexist. So Lamb Jam is June fifth. That's not sexist. It Lamb is. Jam is due June fifth. Uh, at Eastern Market, Matt's in. He is the butcher's butcher. He's going to be talking about what he'll be doing at Lamb Jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamb Jam is sponsored by the American Lamb Board, blah, blah, blah. So, yes. now, Lubanzi. This is a great story. Lubanzi is a, um, a collection of South African wives. Wives. Wines. Wines. Well, we had wine yesterday. <laughs> wines. And they got a dual mission because South African wines are great, and uh, they want to expose that and South African culture to all of us, but they're also making a difference in the lives of the folks who actually live and work on South Africa's wine farms, who cultivate those wines. Walker Brown, who is a very interesting guy, <laughs> is co-founder of Cape Venture Wines and Lubanzi, and he's in to talk to us all about it. And we're going to tell you who Lubanzi was, my favorite part and of the story. And we've got drinks being made in studio, because if you don't know, yeah, everybody ready for the drinks? Let's go. Because uh, we have in with us today Brett Robeson. He oversees Tacoma Park's uh, Republic's beverage program, right? Yeah. And he's going to be making cocktails throughout the show. And they're nominated as Beer Program of the Year. Right, the exactly, which is why they're in studio today. So I we're going to get that into that in just a little bit. But first, got to talk to Mitch Berliner at Bethesda Central Farm Market and hey find Mitch. out what's at the market today. What is happening at the markets today? 
Well, thank you for uh, having us again. We really, really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to be with Pootie and the Beast. Mm -hmm. And um, let me give you the lineup. Uh, we have over six varieties of strawberries. It's a uh, strawberry palooza mm -hmm. at all of our markets in Bethesda, Mosaic Today, Saturdays at the Pike and Rose location. Well, what's the difference between the strawberries, Mitch? Like, what people don't understand that. What's the big difference? Well, you know, unfortunately, since things have become so domesticated, for lack of a better word, mm -hmm. um, everybody thinks there's one kind of chicken and one kind of this and one kind of that. There are many varieties. There used to even be more varieties. So we have farmers that plant uh, strawberries that would never, ever end up in conventional uh, food channel of distribution because they don't, you know, last for five years. Right. And um, so we have Chandler's and we have all different sizes. Um, the only thing they have in common is they're fresh, local, and delicious. And uh, that's what so you and I have in common. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, this shows for children. Let's behave. Okay. So, anyway, um, we have our fishmonger continues to have some of the first soft shells of the season and the very first caught. Wild ivory salmon, which is really spectacular. Mm. You know, all in all, we have over 200 farmers and artisan food producers. We have uh, Wadeka Brewery down here today at Twin Valley uh, for, um, Distillery for all the people that are over 21. And those with uh, fake IDs can also visit. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We got it. Um, and um, so it's just great. And I want to remind everybody that next week, of course, is Memorial Day. And we are the Central Farm Markets, your headquarters for picnics. Do your own. So you guys are open next week. You're open for Memorial Day? Yes, thank you. We are open all the time unless it snows about eight inches or more. I don't okay, think tell, it's every, tell everybody where they can find you, Mitch. The easiest thing, thank you, is go to centralfarmmarkets.com. That's centralfarmmarketsplural.com. Well, we'll you be can find the, out about the markets. We'll be there next week. We'll see you next week, Mitch. We are excited to host you. Okay. And, and Thank Mitch, you again. I miss you, and, Mitch. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> Bye, Mitch. Congratulations to Ashuk, because that guy is Yeah, he is. Top. He is. Oh, you should see him preening now. <laughs> this is great. Okay. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. Take care. All right. Thanks right. for having me again. Okay. Bye-bye. So, Brett, you're nominated for a Rammy with your beer program. Give us a quick 411 on Republic and why your beer program is a standout. Well, you should say first and foremost, I mean, it's Jeff Black's restaurant in Tacoma Park. I think Park. I said that. I don't think you did. So I'm saying it again. Okay, it's Jeff Black's restaurant in Tacoma Park. Yeah, so it's a uh, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Look how polite. You're so well brought up. That's uh, My mom would be happy to hear yeah, that. She, I, she's listening now. Um, yes, she is. So uh, I used to work in D.C. where beer um, sourcing and purchasing is kind of a free-for-all. Uh, going into Montgomery County, I quickly realized it's a whole other animal in Montgomery County. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, and so I was like not content with that answer. Uh, made friends with Julie Verratti of Denison's Brewing Company, and then her and I started working with legislators to repeal the laws. She's amazing. Yeah, she's been she's in here. Been, she's a she's ball awesome. of fire. Yeah. yeah, she's a she's a good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. um, and so basically, uh, July first, two thousand fourteen, Republic carried Southside Rye, and that was the first ever. Uh, self-distributed beer in Montgomery County. Cool. So uh, Julie and I made a little bit of history there. And um, the whole premise of our program centers around working with very small breweries 
and uh, buying only self-distributed beer. Um, so we kind of work as... Isn't uh, that hard? Uh, definitely adds... I mean, you have amazing relationships, obviously, to make that happen, but not working with a distributor who can come in with a whole variety of beers in one shot as opposed to meeting well, individual beer makers all the time. Well, the real... I mean, the question is, do the patrons get it? They do. They do? They do. And they appreciate um, the work. Yeah, I mean, it's listed on our menu, like 100% self-distributed. Um, we actually have a big beer festival every year to kind of commemorate the progressive um, law changes that are happening in Montgomery right. County. Oh. Well, let me jump in. You're going to be on throughout the show. Yes. You're going to make a beer cocktail here now. We want to move on to a shook, but what are you going to be making for us? I'm actually going to shift gears. And I'm going to start with a beer. <laughs> I okay. forgot to bring ice in. So I'm going to kick off with, um, appropriately relevant, though, is the Denizens Born Bohemian. Perfect. Um, since we brought Julie up, give her a shout again. Um, Born Bohemian is a Czech-style pilsner. Um, what I really appreciate about it... You can just tell, it just tells quickly. Oh, yeah. It's just uh, very few breweries decide to make a lager beer um, when they're of a certain size. So oh. it's really All awesome. Right. All right, great. You get to pouring that, and we are going to well, get to get a Well, let's get to a shook. So... And Dave. Very, and Dave, but very briefly, Duke Zebert is a legend. He's passed on now, was a legendary. Uh, I mean, I grew up in D.C. There used to be five places to eat, and Duke's was always at the top of the list. I mean, it but like a, a long, long time ago. Back when Lincoln was in the White right. House. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Many people don't know this, but he was a Republican. Did you? <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, I mean, it was a steakhouse, basically, but it's where everybody hung out. The Redskins hung out there. You know, Larry, uh, King. Larry King, Shirley Povich. I mean, it was legendary. And so to name an award after him is, and to honor people with it is to say you are in that in that restaurateur hall of fame. And Ashok Bajaj is a 2017 Duke Zebert Award winner. Yay! Dave Moran from Clyde's. Dave is a managing director there, is here representing RAMW. And let's talk about it. Well, let's start with Dave. I mean, Dave, yeah. what is this award and why is it? I mean, we know why Ashok deserves to be honored, yep. but what is the Duke Zebra Who did award? he pay to get it? <laughs> exactly. Well, so I'm, I'm the gala chair of the Ramy, so I'm part of this committee that actually talked and met, discussed who should receive this award. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even a question this year. It was so, Ashok was the person. And it because the industry has come so far over those years. When, as you just said, back in the day, it was Duke and Jean-Louis and a couple other places. Before, that was it. even before. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, nobody. And I, no one probably has... Uh, Represented the growth of our industry more than a shuck. I mean, listening to the other night when we presented the award, the 28 years now, mm -hmm. 28 years, 28 yeah. years of and think about like that's that's how the time has changed. What it was when a shuck started into where it is now, and uh, so to us, it's someone who not only has stayed relevant over the years, but also has stood the test of time and has. Had, you know, I feel like an idiot because when he was, I first met him right when the Bombay Club opened, and he said, "Please be my partner." I said, "I just don't see a future to it." <laughs> Another miss and in his another, career. Yeah, that was that right was after it. I turned down Xerox right. stock. Right? Right. But whatever. So let's talk about you because you came here. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just going to jump in. Yeah. Right, you go ahead. No, no, no. Finish. I don't let him Mickey talk. You yeah. came here with Norris Blank and opened up Bombay Club. Right. And then, I mean, what happened there? Because how did you end up in D.C.? Well, I was living in London those days. Mm -hmm. I want to open my own restaurant somewhere other than London and um, you know traveled to Sydney Australia and then um, met Norwich who was keen on coming to Washington and I was I came back to London you know anyway um, so then uh, traveling around the United States um, visiting New York and San Francisco and Washington was the last stop 
like DC, like what I saw, what I could do. But I think what's really more interesting is that, okay, so you went, you know, you opened up the Bombay Club first, but over the years, you have launched into many different kinds of cuisine. Right. You know, so was that personal taste or seeing what the market wanted? I mean, how, how did you go about figuring out, like, you know, Bibiana, which is a Totally different than right. from Rasika, you know, um, but now you have Bindas. I mean, you have such a variety of restaurants and Nopa, obviously, too, and, and Ardeo. 701. 701, right, right. exactly. Like you have Too s- numerous to mention. Right. Well, I mean, you have all these different um, concepts. How do you, and some of them are old and have evolved over time. I mean, right. they've withstood the time and the changes. So how do you decide, like, what stays, what goes? How do you evolve, and how do you come up with your concepts? Okay, so... Um, when I came here, I obviously wanted to represent the food from my own country, sure. right? Because, you know, as David said, there was John Louis. And when I was opening Bombay Club, there was Ediki was opening and so mm-hmm. many other restaurants. Uh, Bob Kinkir was opening a restaurant. But I also realized uh, after being there, my goal was to open more Bombay Club in New York, San Francisco, Toronto. But I realized the manpower will be a problem. So then I also realized that the city cannot take more than one Indian restaurant that time. Now, since then... That's it. Just one. <laughs> DC just gets one. That's it. Right. And okay. then, but city's changed since then, right? Mm-hmm. City's grown. And, but remember, I did not open a second Indian restaurant for nearly 16 years. Right. Because I, and then, so, but look, you know, I'm trained um, restaurateur, so I, you know, cuisine is just a matter of um, hiring the right people to do the, whether it's Bibiana or 701. Mm-hmm. So... And, you know, I'm going to explore and learn and do different cuisines in different restaurants. I think he's being awful humble here. I, I totally yeah. agree. We have to take a quick break. Just give us a sec. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Booty and the Beast. We'll be talking more Duke Zebert Awards with Ashok Bajaj and Dave Roman- Moran, excuse me, when we get back. Dave Romance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. I just want to remind everybody at the Market at River Falls out in Potomac, it is lobster month till the end of May. Yay. And you know what that means? Uh, it means rock lobster, lobster. Rock at lobster. great prices. At great prices. So let's get back dun, to dun, Dave dun, Moran. Dun, 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 dun. Don't you know rock oh lobster? I know you didn't listen to the beef. Did you too. drink something? <laughs> no, What's not the yet. With you? <laughs> beer. Um, let's get back to Dave Moran and the Shook Bajaj. So, so let's start first with Dave. Dave, let's talk about. I know these look so. We have a bowl. It's like popcorn. A bowl of sausage balls from Dot Spot in front of us. Don't take those away from me. Um, I'm just joking. You can hand them out. Um, let's talk about the Ramy Gala this year and sort of. Um, the Duke Zebra Award and how it's put out because I know a lot of people. Good job. A lot of people were interviewed and there's going to be a video and right. all kind of fun stuff. So the Rammies this year are uh, Sunday, July 30th mm. at the uh, convention center, expecting mm-hmm. about 2,000 people. I mean mm-hmm. the event the event itself has grown as the industry has grown. Right. Um, and we present 21 awards that night, but we've also we've we realized that this Duke Zebra Award itself is so big and that uh, the person who receives that needs their own night. So we actually did that earlier this week where we presented Ashok with the award. Uh, 200 people turned out just for that to honor him. I was uh, there. It was fantastic. And I thought the other thing I wanted to say before he took, went to break is, um, well, he's being so humble about himself, he visits every one of his restaurants every night. Insane. I mean, it's like there's a, a little. It's like there's a little like causeway underneath the city that like, <laughs> exactly. you know, quickly pushes him to right. the restaurant so right. he gets everywhere he needs to be. <laughs> Because uh, anytime I walk into a restaurant, ten minutes later, a chef walks up. I mean, it's like he's see, like, I no. track you, Nikki. Nikki Nellis is in the house. Get over here. You know here. all those motorcades? Everybody thinks it's the president. Oh, there goes a Shuk Bajaj to another restaurant. So it's you know, and so the, the Rammies are 
you know, there's best chef and best new restaurant and fine dining restaurant of the year. Mm-hmm. But the other thing I think that's been cool is the newer awards that we've added over the year, regional food producers, uh, service program of the year, beer program of the year. Right. I mean, just again, it's shown how our town has grown and now there's so specialty uh, things going on that and everybody, the consumers, want to be part of it. And Well, also because you have the uh, the public voting, too. Exactly. So like, it's a really great way for the public to participate in the process because I think if you're not in the industry but you love it and you it's like a great way to sort of be a part of it. Absolutely. Four, also, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say four of the award yeah, four of the categories are actually voted on by the public. Right. Uh, NBC4.com is where you mm-hmm. vote. Um, and you can get more info at rammies.org. Right. Uh, or yeah. the list are you on it.com. But, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> oh boy. Shameless plug. But that really goes back to, to you and how I mean you're like this this bridge connecting when there were a couple of power restaurants in town and that was about it. And now, and and New Yorkers used to laugh at D.C. Mm-hmm. Now New Yorkers are coming to yeah, D.C. for the weekend to eat. We just don't they, take laugh. It they laugh because they're drunk. But <laughs> no, but I mean, it's you're part of that change. You were a pioneer, and now you're well, I'm, I'm now not, you're the old man of the business. Well, not quite old. Not as old as JP though. No, but he got a mention. I mean, yeah, right. exactly. The other thing is, you know, a lot of times when people win lifetime achievement awards, it's sort of at the end of their career or looking back. Right. Chuck's winning it like in his prime. I mean, absolutely. The restaurants are relevant. There, he's new ones coming. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's tell people quickly because we do have to. Ru- oh no, we have another yeah, minute. No, we- when is Bindas the new bin? Because you have Bindas right next to Ardeo up um, in Cleveland Park, which has been a huge success. And that's Indian street food, right? Right. But but let me before I and the new Bindas will open. October 1st. Okay. okay. It's on 20th and Penn Northwest. Mark your calendars, October okay. 1st. So, but his story, I mean, I couldn't draw talent mm-hmm. coming from New York or San Francisco, other part of the country, because anytime you mention them, it's a Washington, D.C., nobody wanted to come. And now look how the city is drawing people from all over the world, not only, you know, from New York or San Francisco. Well, mm-hmm. that, we should add, because we only have a couple of seconds left, but you're drawing some talent back to your restaurants. Brian yeah. yeah, Brian Moscatello is a 701. He mm-hmm. was a food and wine magazine stopped and chef. He was happy the to, chef at Zola. He was yeah, Zola. yeah, yeah he's happy to have him. He is a huge t- talent. Yeah, yeah, he's a he great is. talent. Happy man. You know. All right. Well, All right. Great. So, Thank you, guys. Listen, Thank let's you. tell everybody, Dave, how to get tickets to the Rams. Yeah, Rammies dot, Rammies.org is where you get the tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, Sunday night, July 30th. We can't wait to be All there. All right, congratulations, man. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. So Thank much. you for having us. Thanks. Great. Okay. All right, so let's go back to Brett. Brett, uh, this... I like this. This is a little too lemony for Nikki, but this had a. It's not too lemony for me. I'm just not. I mean, not I could, I'm just not a beer person. That's fair. I am. Right. Just look at my waistline. Right. There Thank you. Go. That's a. I like it because it's super crushable. <laughs> um, so you want me to move yeah, on to the cocktail? Yeah, All right. So, um, uh, just a quick precursor on beer cocktails. Right. Uh, you always want to pick a flavorful beer to start with. Mm-hmm. So what we uh, picked today was um, Manor Hills Farm Fuzz, which is a peach wit beer. Um, some nice acidity from the peaches. Uh, I combine that with Bar Hill gin, Angostura bitters. Um, I actually turned the beer and I made it into a syrup. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and mix that up and give everyone a chance to try it. Terrific! Thank you so much. Of okay, All and right. now who's hungry? <laughs> who's hungry? Because we've got some incredible looking food in studio. I've been consuming for it. a concept that's not even up and running yet. That's correct. All right. So can we talk about Dot Spot? We have J.P. Sabate and Drew Porterfield uh, who are on air, but we have other people who are off air who are going to make talk in that mic in just a second anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so Dot, whose mom is Dot? 
That is actually my great aunt. Oh, your great aunt. She was more like a, or is, she's still alive. She turns 95 this year. Oh, God bless. Uh, so she is more of a grandmother to me, actually. Mm-hmm. She's been I think part I of... dated her. I'll be turning oh, wow. this year. Wow, interesting. Well, she was married for most of her life, so that <laughs> makes it extra really interesting. Stop him, so you know. <laughs> uh, so, Dot is sort of the inspiration for what we're doing. It's called Dot Spot because. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dot had a property on the outer banks of North Carolina that my family spent tons of time vacationing at, and mm-hmm. we lovingly named the house Dot Spot. So, so sweet. we're calling the restaurant Dot Spot. The food is inspired by her, and the food style of food that she would make for us all the time is children. It's simple food, but it's beautiful. I mean, it's well, I don't you... think it's simple food. This is food that speaks to a very specific place and time. Um, and, and, you know, I don't think a, monkey bread is very southern. Right. So you see that all the time. But, like, the sausage balls are not something I'm familiar with at all. But you guys did your homework, right, right. JP? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that to add on to that, yeah, I mean, I agree with the fact that a lot of the food that you see here um, is things that you've seen in the past. But we thought to ourselves, like, how can we make this delicious? How can we make, how, how can we heighten this and make this simple dish you know, super yummy, super yummy. And, you know, actually draw people to come to the restaurant and make well, sure that. So let's talk about how this is going to work. So when does Dot Spot open? So Dot Spot opens Saturday, June 3rd. It's okay. going to be a patio breakfast pop up okay. on the amazing outdoor seating patio space at BKK Cook Which Shop. is fabulous because mm-hmm. that's like two sides. It's right? humongous, amazing outdoor space. We're going to open at eight o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and run through midday. And right. is, is it sit down? How are people like? How are you envisioning this? Well, I the patio will also include a like refreshing juice bar. We're gonna have like towers of like fresh citrus, and everything is gonna be juice to order. Cool. Think like beer garden, but not beer garden. Think juice garden. Right. So freshly squeezed mimosas, um, freshly squeezed like tomato juice for Bloody Marys. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be communal seating, and then we're just gonna set up like a nice table with um, just all of our um, delicious food. You know. Tomato pie, quiche, right. um, sausage balls, and you'll so everything just... will be outside. Um, pretty much, we're, for the most, for the most part, most we're trying part. to have right, it be outside. And let's get back to the food because the sausage <laughs> balls are awesome. They're Thank they're you. they're insane. They're Thank like you. what um, are they? I don't want to know. Wait. They're gluten-free paleo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're made with a North Carolina sausage. It's called Nisa's Sausage. It's a very famous North Carolina sausage brand. Mm -hmm. Um, That you can't find in D.C., by the way. We had to to smuggle some in from North Carolina. It it has been driven with love from North Carolina. (laughs) Uh, And the rest of the ingredients are also super straightforward. There's Mm -hmm. like a pancake mix that isn't a pancake mix we make it fresh so like the original recipe is actually bisquick right so we kind of like after testing 27 different recipes we end up making our own bisquick because we really thought that it made them like lighter and fluffier and airier and um traditionally sausage balls tend so to be a little heavier sausage a pancake Bi- Mix, mix that we make in house and uh, cheese. But you know is what there like? an they're egg or something? There's some green onions. There's some green onions. What are the things that uh, Le Dip, the uh, Gruyere's? Yeah, it's sort of a North Carolina Gruyere. Yeah, with, <laughs> with personality. Like slightly heavier. Yeah, yeah. personality. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. They're yeah. delicious. Yeah. Right. Great. Um, yeah, they're really delicious. So these are just a cup. So how many things do you think will be on the menu? We think the menu will probably change from day to day and right, weekend to weekend, but we're thinking there'll be ten to ten to twelve. Yeah, um, right. items every week. Unsolicited testimonial because yeah, the, often um, quiche is thick and kind of gummy. Mm-hmm. This is uh, what's what's different here. This quiche. So this quiche, quiche is, is actually very unique. It actually takes 24 hours to make. You have to let it 
um, rest overnight before you can actually serve it, which is what gives it that like custardy texture. Really, Um, because typically quiches will have more of like not necessarily eggier, but this is like. No, fluffy quiches and are more, this is very custardy. Quiches are usually like solid. Right. right. You know what I mean? So this is, yeah. So I think that resting it overnight kind of, um, and just the ratios, it's essentially heavy cream, egg, and um, milk. Also more, low more carb, paleo. low fat. Love it. Very mm-hmm. good. Low fat. So now yeah. why are we just doing this as a pop-up? Are we thinking doing something more this eventually? This is currently a passion project for right. the four of us that are involved. And okay, can we it, name the other two people yes. who do not want to be My named? My husband, Ralph Brabham, who's in studio. Right, and, who's been in before with bow tie. Mm-hmm. And, and potentially Greg Cockalectus. what we're calling him. Because <laughs> <laughs> he Greg. started off as like helping, and then all of a sudden he's a lot more involved than... Everybody, everybody looks at each other going, how did Greg get in here? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it all started, like, we are all really good friends outside of this, and mm-hmm. we all just kind of got involved, like, wanted to do something together, and we talked about it for a really long time, and we Drink were like... a little bit too much one night. Yeah. Well, that does happen. Yeah. Um, so, but let's talk about BKK, because why... I mean, you have multiple locations. Why that one? I mean, for the, the concept started with this idea of a juice bar and the ability to be outside mm-hmm. in the sun in summer. Right. And I don't think you can beat the patio space at BKK. I'm totally with you. And the restaurant isn't open there. for breakfast, so it's sitting empty in the oh, morning. Anyway, so mm-hmm. it's just kind of a great way to activate so the space. So what's the plan for Dot Spot down well, the that, road? Well, essentially, we're testing out, seeing how, essentially, like, think of... Are you ready to be slammed? Because, like, there's not a lot of breakfast. Right. Spots. Like, we're, I'm almost nervous. I'm, like, a little we're nervous. Craving we're craving to be slammed. Ready. I just want to... Yeah. Careful. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a little nervous. Love it. I'm nervous for you all. No, but I mean, like, great. it's so exciting. Um, all right. Well, so where can people find out about everything? I mean, we'll obviously blast it out over here, but since this is the first time people are finding out about it, where can they find out? Where they can find your hours? How can they look at your menu? Tell us how this We're rolling out. out, or we have all of the social media ready to go, and we'll be rolling out um, this week. Mm-hmm. You have um, a website someplace where people can go, or a web page at least where you can go. Well, everything right now is at DotSpotDC. That's for Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is at DotSpotDC. Okay. And then um, eventually the website, www.DotSpotDC.com. We'll be up and running. Right, okay, just, great. I just want to say something because... Nobody has dug into that monkey bread, and I don't know what's wrong with all of you. You know, this is really, I mean, for me, this is really, this is where I live. You know, Nikki's, you know. She's I don't know. Tell me beast. more, David. But I mean, seriously, <laughs> David, David, this is the kind of food that I, you know, that I love, particularly no in the morning. Right. And I'm staring at that monkey. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> I'm staring at that monkey bread. So good on you guys, because this yeah, looks great. Yeah, congratulations. We can't wait. Thank, Thank you all you. for bringing this all in Thank this morning. Thank you for having us. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to eat that monkey bread. So <laughs> too bad if you're not in studio. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. Hey, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis, and we're eating a lot of food. I'm telling you, man, get your own radio show and make it about food. You'll you'll be fat like me. So next up, the guy guy we've known for a long time, Mm -hmm. who is the star of Lamb Jam, and Lamb Jam on June 5th at the Eastern Market is the big... I'm the MC. It's a celebrate... They didn't ask me to MC? They didn't. I must suck. But Mm -hmm. anyways, uh, um, it's a a celebration of lamb in all its forms. Mm Mm-hmm. Mostly dead, but delicious. And uh, Matt Levere is the urban butcher. He works at the urban butcher. Am I right, or yes, are sir. you the urban butcher? No, the <laughs> urban butcher. The, the urban butcher, butcher is a butchery, yeah. and it's a store, and it's all kind yeah, of yeah. I do a little bit of everything. And Matt's yeah. the man, and we met him years ago when we were doing Lamb Jam, mm-hmm. and he's now an award-winning 
butcher. Tell them about. What your, does that mean? What is an award? Tell them about your salami. <laughs> well, I uh, yeah, mm. I was able to win a category at Charcuterie Masters in New York uh, this this year in February. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you very is, much. Is that one of these in front of us? Uh, no, but it is what? as good. It is as good. No, <laughs> he's selling. Yeah. All right, so why don't we talk first about? Urban Butcher. Give us the lowdown on that. Yeah, Urban Butcher is a uh, vibrant steakhouse in downtown Silver Spring. Uh, We have a full restaurant, full bar. Um, We've got outdoor seating. Uh, We have big dishes, big steaks. Um, We cut everything in-house, age everything in-house. We have a huge uh, meat cellar that's about 20 by 20 feet. We have about 100 uh, hams that we cure hanging in there, hundreds of salamis Mm -hmm. in there. Yep, and it's uh you know all we we can sell at retail or if you want to sit down and get a a beautiful charcuterie board we can absolutely do that for you this as well. Board is beautiful and delicious. Oh, thank you very much. What? So well, okay. So then, how does this parlay into lamb gem? Like we know what you're doing there because we've watched you do it. Yeah, it's sure. insanity. <laughs> yeah. But why don't we explain to people like what you're doing at the event this year and what they can watch you do? Sure. Uh, well, this year I will actually be raffling off a two hundred dollar um, uh, gift card for Urban Butcher to get a uh, basically a a lamb roast dinner uh, cooked up by Chef Rain Oldman Disabol, the owner and chef mastermind behind Urban Butcher. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is going to be you know big. Did big he part make of you it. say that, or are you just saying that voluntarily? <laughs> yeah, I know, you know, he is definitely but are a mastermind. Are you cutting this year? Are we butchering? Uh, I don't believe I am actually. Oh. Oh, yeah. who's butchering this year? Is somebody butchering? No, I am definitely not butchering. You're butchering this butchering. show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Why? Well, no, because in years past, right. you would butcher an entire lamb yeah. in front of everybody, yes. and then you would wrap up the pieces. That's and where we, we got in trouble when we were throwing the them out to the crowd. Yeah, it was like yeah. it was like being in the in the in the in the Colosseum in Rome. Yeah, right. Exactly. Into the crowd. So but don't don't get it wrong. This this year is going to be incredible. No, without a doubt. No, so let's just tell people who's going to be competing this year, because it's the concept has kind of changed a little bit. Yeah, since last year. Right, because it used to be like tons and tons of chefs mm-hmm. would participate in this massive sort of judging competition with right. lamb, but now it's sort of shrunk it a little bit, and we have um, Jonathan Bohr from Right Proper Brewing Co., uh, George Rodriguez from Tico, and Kyle Bailey from Six Engine. He's also opening up Salt Line nice. at the end of the week. Uh, Dimitri from Kava is coming in. We have Rob Sonnerman from Federalist Pig, Justin Bittner from District Distilling Co., and Joe Newman of Sloppy Mama's Barbecue. Is he related so, to Alfred E.? <laughs> no. So they're all going to be competing, mm-hmm. and they'll have different pieces of lamb to compete with that everybody will get to taste, correct? Yes. And then so you'll be there. You're... Will you have taste out for people? Yeah. So, uh, well, we will have some some lamb products that people will be able to uh, be able to try there okay. as well that we make. Well, like what did you bring today? Yeah. So today I brought a a lamb uh, style or a Greek style lamb salami. It's called mm-hmm. Lucanica. It's got, what makes it Greek? Can you style? pass me one of those? Please? Uh, well, it, sure. it's got uh, orange zest, fennel, oregano. Thank you. That's gorgeous. Uh, and a little cayenne pepper. Hundred percent. Hundred percent lamb. Mm. And uh, Maryland lamb. That is American lamb. That's delicious. American. American. Hmm. Where do you get your lamb from? Uh, Hagerstown, um, mm-hmm. Maryland, a a farm called uh, Meadowview Farms. Okay. Yeah, and so they have a Good. they mm-hmm. have a lamb there. It's called Polypay. It's a it's a a crossbreed between four different breeds of lamb. 
Full Heritage. Yeah, so that must have been quite an orgy. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't watch, but uh, the product is absolutely Where was amazing. Facebook Live then? Yeah, yeah. seriously. Yeah, kiss me. <laughs> so, right, so we you also, already did that joke. We also have our uh, lamb bacon here, which mm-hmm. is uh, smoked hickory smoked, uh, cured with salt and sugar. So can you eat that like that, oh, yeah. or that has to be cooked? No, it's already cooked, ready to go. You can also fry that up uh, just. I mean, like it looks bacon. raw. No, it is cooked. Trust okay, me. Okay, I believe yeah. you. I believe you. Yeah, I do. I right. want to try it. Can we get back, to Matt? I want to talk about like not Thank everybody you. grows up and becomes a butcher. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, not everybody does. Grow were up you and a originally an axe murderer, and did you? <laughs> I, mean, I don't talk what? about those years. Uh, anymore. How, how did that happen? Uh, well, actually, it was I was a dishwasher at a restaurant um, in Tucson, Arizona, and there was a Mount Lemon. I know oh yeah, I know that's it. actually where I uh, proposed my on Mount Lemon. Yeah, on Mount Aww. Lemon, on top there. of Mount Lemon. I unproposed to somebody up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can do that too. Hmm. Push him right up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I was a dishwasher, and one of the prep cooks that came in, he was working at this slaughterhouse part time, and he would come in with all these crazy stories, uh, you know. And I was like, hey man, you know, can I come watch one of these days? He's like, yeah, sure, you can shadow me. And uh, so I went and I watched him, and uh, it was. Ran in the um, uh, meat science lab of the University of Arizona. So they have a full-scale slaughterhouse there in production room. And it's all, all approved by USDA. So there's an inspector there every single day. And uh, so the professor came up to me that ran the whole program. And he said, you know, do you want to be part of the apprenticeship program? Um, it's a, it's about a six-month course, 600 hours you have to do day in, day out. And you learn everything from taking an animal in, slaughtering it, and then getting a T-bone steak out of it. So that's skinning it, gutting it, splitting it, getting it inspected by so the USDA. So you had to kill a cow? Oh, yeah, hundreds. Skinning and gutting, <laughs> I think I have the hardest part with. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually very clean, fast, and efficient. Mm-hmm. They have all the right machinery for all that stuff, and it is, it's basically an assembly line. You know, one person does one thing. But I learned all the stations mm-hmm. just because I was in the program. And then since then. And when you said, Mom, Dad, guess what? Oh, they were they were like, oh, I'm gonna become the butcher of Tucson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were they were just stoked that I was gonna do something. You know? Anything? <laughs> yeah, anything. anything. Yeah, thing. we've had that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and my Hello, dad, Sam. My dad was a chef. Uh, he's retired now, but mm-hmm. I mean, for over 30 years, he was cooking all over the nation. So, you know, I've I've had food, you know, fine dining food served uh, on my kitchen table my whole life. You know, mm-hmm. so. well, it's funny how you find your thing. Yeah. All right. Well. So, um, We've got a couple of more yes. sex. Um, I guess the, the whole point of lamb jam, you know, the, the American lamb industry, people don't really think about American lamb. It's right. always New Zealand lamb mm-hmm. or all that. So the American Lamb Board's been sponsoring lamb jam for, what, about eight, ten years? No, I think it's seven. It's yeah. Seven it's year around seven. Year. I thought yeah, it was seven years. Yeah. And where, what, there are other lamb jam events around the country, correct? It's true. So, but their whole point is is that they work with the local chefs because they want to introduce the local farmers, mm-hmm. right? Yes, that are, absolutely. You know, growing the lamb yeah. so that they can use it. It's and a great, great networking event for right. people, uh, chefs that are trying to find, you know, lamb farmers and lamb farmers that are trying to find chefs. <laughs> right. No, it makes sense. But um, you do whole animal and not everybody does. Right. So how can, like, chefs work around that part when they want to work with local farmers? Uh, really just talking to the farmers and telling them what they need. And the farmers are very, you know, they're, they want to get their product out there, so if you know they need to sell a rack to one chef, you know they're going to go and try to hustle out that the the legs mm-hmm. um, or the belly or something like that, you know, because uh, we go through so much lamb bacon, you know, sometimes we need to buy in extra extra bellies if if our farmer has it. Right, right. lamb so. bacon is the greatest. Thing well, this lamb bacon is really 
delicious. Thank you it's, so much. Um, like it, Actually, I feel like it's wrong to call it bacon. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure that... What would you call it? I don't know. It's really yummy, but it doesn't... It looks like it looks like uncooked, like pancetta. Oh, yeah. But given that it's not cooked, I mean, it, it's just so creamy it's and creamy, smooth. Yeah, yeah it's a... really delicious. Thank you so much. All right. Well, everybody out in the audience is drooling. So yes. let's tell everybody <laughs> once more how to find tickets to Lamb Jam. Right. Yep. Do uh, you know? Yeah, yes. you can get that on the I don't know. American Lamp Board. Uh, website they mm-hmm. have them right there um, for seventy five dollars mm-hmm. and tickets are in uh, small quantities right now they're, yeah, they're flying it goes fast. quickly yeah it does go fast and there is a competitive component to it mm-hmm. the chefs will all be serving food but they compete and there's um, a room full of judges mm-hmm. and they um, what you're not judging either no oh, I'm okay. not but I'm thinking, I'm hoping I'm invited <laughs> I better be. Um, Poor David. Yeah, I don't think to anything. If I'd only been born with curly blonde hair. I know. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I, just, I just want to say that this year is actually uh, um, in the style of barbecue. Last year was uh, global flavors. Okay. So this year is barbecue, and I think uh, that's going to be incredible because I'm, I'm from Arizona, you know, the Southwest, and it is barbecue nation out that way. So mm-hmm. uh, That's what they say well, in Memphis, too. Well, and I think it's too, kind of so. interesting because mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people, other than maybe like a leg of lamb, mm-hmm. don't really think about lamb and barbecue right you know but there are lamb ribs which are fabulous mm-hmm. like there's so many things you can do yeah with the lamb meat you on can the grill. do roasted lamb belly all there right we go. well okay. we're gonna move on thanks matt Pleasure. well yeah, what, thank you very uh, much what a segue because what goes great with lamb south african wines i'd say <laughs> so walker brown is in walker's a very interesting guy he's co-founder of cape venture wine company and lubanzi wines out of south africa and walker we got about uh, two and a half you're cool you stay here matt matt Just wants don't to stay take for that the lamb wine bacon with you. um why don't we start with the story of Lubanzi? Yes. We'll get to who Lubanzi is or was. We're not sure. But um, how did this happen? You're from southwest Virginia. Yeah. No, so I grew up in the foothills of the mountains uh, in Amherst County, uh, Virginia. Uh, not many people there. The heart of the Confederacy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, not many folks who uh, who grew up there end up ever leaving. Um, so I think I was really, really fortunate uh I studied at the University of Richmond. Uh, both my parents are novelists and college professors, so certainly grew up in a household that was um, about education and curiosity and discovery. So sort of a lot of my life has been uh, sort of centered around those themes. Uh, we, my co-founder and I, uh, Charlie Brain, he's from Kansas City, um, met each other as exchange students studying at the University of Cape Town in South Africa. Mm-hmm. I think we're just blown away by... Uh, by the landscapes, by people who were interesting and interested in us. Um, just a pretty breathtaking experience for us. Um, and when we returned sort of back stateside, we started to joke about the idea for this project, which was uh, sort of a forward-thinking, innovative, socially responsible uh, wine company built on this idea that we wanted to take a little piece of that incredible experience that we had had in South Africa and share that with people in America. Mm-hmm. Um you know, as well as showcase to people here what a spectacular place this is with spectacular people doing doing and creating spectacular things. Okay. So, but how did you wind up bringing those, like, how did you wind up doing wines? Yeah. So, South Africa is actually one of the world's largest wine producers, mm-hmm. bigger than Argentina, bigger than Chile, bigger than New Zealand, which obviously have a much larger footprint um, in the American wine market um, well, than South Africa does. Well, we just thought they wanted to keep it all to themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to share their secrets. <laughs> no shame in that. But uh, no, so my partner's family actually has a little bit of uh, uh, background in wine on the wholesale level. Mm-hmm. Um, so his family owns two distributorships in Kansas and in Oregon. 
interestingly enough. Um, so we had a little bit of um, context. A little leg up. A little bit of a leg up, okay. or at least some context who we felt like we could talk to about it. Um, and the, the quality of wine they're producing in South Africa is so incredibly high. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's people doing really interesting and innovative stuff there that it's uh, it felt like a sort of a natural thing for us and a really great way to sort of showcase the environment. Okay, um, we're going to take a break. You when bet. we come back, we're going to taste these on air. Yeah. And, no, uh, we're just going to throw you off the air. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just going to break them. You're and done. Take a you brought so the much. wine. We right. got there you, you now. Go. Thanks so yeah. much. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. Luckily for you, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Before we get back to the show, I want to thank our sponsors and friends at Profish, mm-hmm. the fabulous market at River Falls in downtown, if it can be called well, downtown Ivy Potomac. The Ivy City Tavern, of course. But market at River Falls, I want to say that as well. Mm-hmm. Celebrity Cruises and Central Farm Markets, thanks for supporting the show. If you're not mm-hmm. a sponsor, shame on you. Call me quick. Quick. <laughs> uh, let's get back to Walker Brown. Lubanzi Wines. I'm going to Stop the, sh- the show cold. Lubanzi was a dog, right? Yes. Where is Lubanzi now? Uh, who knows? I wish I could tell no, you're you. You're a bad boy. I mean, you miss David running down the street to go say hi to a Bernese Mountain Dog before the radio show. There you go. Today. I wasn't I only, running. I was I hobbling. Only have I, two we and have that in at common. home. I mean, I don't need yes. to go say yes. hi to another dog. 67 year old men don't run, they hobble. <laughs> yeah. No, That's so true. Lubanzi is a. Uh, uh, we decided to, to name the wines uh, after Lubanzi. He was a. When we, my partner and I, when we studied as exchange students in South Africa, we, we took a like a 20-hour bus ride, truly like maybe one stop right in the middle, but 20 hours on the bus out to a super remote part of the country called the Wild Coast uh, for what amounted to like a six-day, 100-mile backpacking trip. Um, it's the, the coastline is absolutely breathtaking. It's uh, amazingly beautiful. Um, I think we should go on a field trip. I think we should. Don't I think you, everyone everybody? in studio right now should. Yeah. And I think it should be an all. Paid. Right, paid for by Lubanzi yeah. Wines, yeah. Uh, no, Everybody but, in here is industry. Yeah. It's like, it all makes sense. There you go. I agree. Okay, good. Um, what was that movie, The Guys in the Bus Going Across Australia? Oh, um... Yeah, yes, Priscilla Queen go. of the Desert. It sounds kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, on our, on our first day sort of starting this, uh, this hike, we got joined by this sort of wild, mangy mutt. Um... Uh, who the locals told us they called Lubanzi, which in Zulu means like wide or expansive, um, which was fitting, I think. Oh my God, so many ways to now use that y- word. Yes, right. totally. Um, <laughs> Honey, you're kind of Lubanzi, <laughs> if you know what I mean. No, so he stuck with us for all six days, Did you all a hundred miles. With you? Yeah, I all think right. that's why he probably stayed. But mm-hmm. I think he made a habit of following hikers back and forth along this like hundred-mile route along the coastline. Um, but he stuck with us all six days, all 100 miles, till he, like, disappeared on the night right before our final morning, which yeah. I think there's some poetic justice I've eaten in that. everything these guys have. Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay, so let's talk about the wines that you poured today. Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, – there are two wines. Uh, mm-hmm. They're sort of uh, aligned next to one another. They go beautifully together, actually, which I think is interesting. And um, we have so many things to taste them with. Yeah. We're so fortunate. Yeah. So it's uh, – the, the white is 100% Chenin Blanc, mm-hmm. uh, sourced out of the Swartland in South Africa, which is sort of the big up-and-coming wine region, uh, producing some of the some of the greatest wines coming out of South Africa right now. Uh, and the red is like a Rhone-style red blend. It's so, delicious. It's yeah, I have to say, so the white is really uh, drinkable. Is... I mean, you know, given that, like, right now is rosé season and sort of everybody, it's all they want, but, like, a good hot chill on this – or not a hot chill, but, like, a real, you know, cold, cold chill on this. Oh, absolutely. Like, this is great all summer. Yeah, it's no, really it's delicious. Yeah, we've had uh, that's exactly the feedback we've gotten from so many people. Beautiful with seafood, 
um, mm-hmm. with sort of like uh, pastas with white sauces. I think it's... It's actually not bad with lamb charcuterie. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Or quiche yeah. or, or those little sausage balls. Really, well, anything we have in the studio. the red and the monkey bread are going to go really I believe well it. Together. I believe it. It's just a guess. Okay, so let's talk about the red. I mean, what were you guys looking for in your wine? I mean, was there some sort of profile you were looking for that you weren't seeing that you felt was missing in the market? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think that the one thing that we knew uh, when we sort of set off on this expedition to go and uh, mm-hmm. create this project was uh, we don't have a ton of functional wine knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm 23 years old, so I've only legally no. been allowed to drink You're for two years. Yes, ma'am. I'm cheating. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He called you ma'am, too. <laughs> you little whippersnapper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just no. because he's old doesn't mean I'm old. There you go. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, no, I agree. trust me, she's old. <laughs> uh, no, we, we really enlisted the help of some amazingly um, talented and knowledgeable people. There's a there's a guy who's a uh, master of wine and a master sommelier. He's just one of about like five in the world. Happens to live down the street in Kansas City from uh, my partner, Charlie. Uh, so he did some consulting for us on the wines, um, and which obviously is amazingly helpful. One of mm-hmm. our winemakers in South Africa... His name is Bruce Jack. He's an old, old industry icon, amazingly um, mm-hmm. knowledgeable and talented. And so we, I think the goal for us was really to surround ourselves with people who understood the wines, understood uh, the American markets, uh, and were able to sort of point so us where, in the direction. where are you now? Where can we find the wine? Yeah, so we're always available online um, mm-hmm. in just about 43 states. The only reason we're not in the other seven is because the U.S. government won't allow us to be. Right. Um, but you're self-distributing? That Donald Trump. I know. That's, that's what it is. Your partner is Another thing we can blame him for. No, yeah. And then so we also partner with distributors um, in a number of markets. Over the rest of 2017, we'll probably be launching in somewhere between 10 and 20 markets. We're available in a few markets right now. So Kansas, Oregon, Indiana, Michigan, and launching our distribution in Maryland, D.C., Virginia, and both okay. Carolinas. All right. We've got to wrap. Oh I want to get back to Brett before. I feel like we're... that is a yeah. natural mix for good. some people in the studio. <laughs> to have, to have come out of college and, and knock this off in a couple of years is pretty amazing. Congratulations. Thank you so much, guys. And thank you for coming in today. Yeah, I All, right. It. All right, Brett. Back we're to wrapping you. up with hey. you. All right, we I have got... a little extra time because we didn't come back to you. I got uh, two different things for you. <clears throat> the first one is a collaboration between um hellbender brewing company and saint foylian out of mm-hmm. belgium it's a uh, triple it's pretty high in alcohol it's really nice i like it um you don't We're ending see... with pretty high in alcohol <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you yeah. uh you don't see i really lot... don't have anything to do today <laughs> well tell me what you think i'm okay. a big fan of belgian style beers so um so is this just one beer or who's the collab uh, Hellbender Brewing Company, based out of Washington D.C., they collaborated with Saint Foylian. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't see a lot of international collaborations. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of why I wanted Ooh, to bring that's it. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, really that is good. really nice. Those Daddy guys likes make... this one. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys make um, amazing Belgian beers. He doesn't beers. talk like that all the time. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> just last night I said, "Daddy likes this one." That's <laughs> and I was in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and nice. so what are you else are you making? Uh, the other thing I have here is a cocktail um, that I've called Santa Muerte. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is... Saint a, Death? Yeah. Uh, right. The female saint of death. Um, Thank you. Death is coming our way. Pass yeah. it around. So beware because... Um, oh, actually. Hold on. No. Wait. I'll, I'll tell you what. You guys are going to get involved in the cocktail making process. Okay. Float like three ounces of that into there. 
Okay, we're putting three ounces of this into our drink. Yeah, you're Ish. adding three ounces of the Manor Hill Citrus Splendor. Okay. Um, so that's a uh, citrus like forward uh, double IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there you go. Whoa. Ballpark it. So how do people respond to beer cocktails? Like, are people really into them or are people purists? Uh, it's a mixed bag. Um, I look at it as kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier. If you mm. have a strong flavor that comes from the beer, then mm -hmm. it's appreciable and it's worth incorporating. Mm -hmm. um, but if you don't have that, then, you know, lighter beers don't really stand up in beer cocktails. Right. It's sometimes like, you know, if you're making a, a mixed cocktail and you put sparkling in it, you don't need a real quality sparkling because you're going to lose the taste of it in there. So same yeah. concept? Yeah, it's similar. So I think it's just a matter of... <laughs> If it, um, you know, it's got to have a big character. That's why I went with a higher alcohol beer here. Well, I want to talk the about the Ramy Nom. All right, go ahead. So let's talk about your Ramy nomination. Sure. Tell people about it. Um, yeah, so this is the second year in a row we're up for Beer Program of the Year. Um, Yay, congratulations. Thank you. Very thank exciting. you very much. Mm -hmm. uh, what's interesting is we only have six beers on tap, um, which for a lot of the other people that we, uh, you know, are nominated, they have huge curated lists. Right. I think part of the reason that we're incorporated is because we do so much work with the brewers and the owners themselves that we form those really strong relationships through self-distribution. Yeah, you have a, a real program, and yeah. you're not just cherry-picking right. beers to bring. exactly. Yeah, but um, I think also it's, it's nice because we get to have that um, relationship not only with our beer but with our uh, dinner menu. We talk a lot about direct sourcing. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, an idea, and um, Jeff kind of ingrained this in me, where you go to the places where you buy things from, you get to meet the people, you kick the tires around, you see what their operation looks like, um, and it's kind of a fundamental business practice for us. So, Well, it's only interesting because yesterday we were in Middleburg, and we went to this you restaurant. Go fast, I will go fast. Time. We went to this restaurant, and everything they, they had a farm, and everything they had was local on the menu, and the food was delicious, but you opened up their wine list. There was not one Virginia wine. And here, or distillery. There was a distillery next door and a brewery down the street, and they didn't have any of that on their menu. All which right, I I'm going to interrupt big. because All the right, show is almost ahead, over. Quickly, where is Republic? Uh, Republic is located at six nine three nine Laurel Ave in Tacoma Park, Maryland. It's fabulous. Right, you guys right. do live yeah. music. We've had so a lot much of fun. fun there. Good yeah. food. All right, so quickly, everything you heard on the show today and more, you can find on Nikki's website, thelistareyouonit.com. Mm -hmm. Follow her on Twitter. Yes. Follow her on WTOP. She's on live every Thursday around 1240. Ish. And uh, I just follow her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> too. Everybody, we want to thank all of our guests who are in studio today. We had so much fun. In case you're watching on Facebook Live, you can see we are um, covered in food and drink and fun. We're not covered. Uh, but we will. So you think. Uh, so anyway, we uh, thank all of our guests today. We are off for Memorial Day. So everybody, please enjoy and have a delicious week.